Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Um, so this month is Black History Month. We celebrate that here in America. Um, and most of the time there are, we start with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, Rosa Parks. Those are staples, okay? Um, but I want to tell stories of uh, people who are not famous, people who impacted my life um, as a young black uh, female growing up in a predominantly white um, city. Um, and most of those people are my family members, right? Um, you know, there's the sentiment that it does, to, it takes a village to raise a child. Absolutely, it takes a village. And um, if you go back to our roots, my mother's roots are from Nigeria. I did a DNA test and they're from Nigeria and they're from the Kanuri, Kanuri people. And they are in Nigeria, Niger, Chad, uh, some Cameroon, and so on and so forth. And so um, some of the things that I I believe we as uh, African Americans do and did were based off of what we knew when we came over here. And it just stays with you, you know, um, like a story, you know, um, you just keep uh, doing the same thing from generation to generation, or you keep telling the story, maybe updating some things or whatever. But my mother um, was the oldest of 10, I believe, 10 or 11. And um, she, um, her mother died. And um, she had to, after she was married, and she had to take care of some of her sisters and brothers. So I grew up in a house hold of not just my mother, but my, so my, my mother was widowed as well. So, um, so I grew up in a household with my mother, my aunts, my uncles, my sisters, and my, my brother, um, on any given day, it was 10 of us in the house. (laughs) And so my mother worked a lot, but in doing so, um, she always had some things in place. My mother was very sociable. My mother was very uh, village-oriented, as were most of the Black people who grew up um, in my town. Everybody knew everybody. If you didn't, you knew somebody who knew somebody. Um, And I remember certain things that my mother would do, like um, when it was time for us to get haircuts or go to the beautician, um, she would get it on credit. So, we were not we were not just out here willy nilly, especially like on Easter, Juneteenth, you know those holidays that we celebrated. Um, we were not going to be out there looking any old kind of way. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, and so I just remember that, and I thought, wow. When I think back, I think while we were uh, working in community, you know. Um, in America, sometimes people say, well, you know, we black folks can't get it together and yada, yada, yada. A lot of that stems from us coming from uh, a whole nother continent being put together and you have different types of Africans that are together. Um, some do things one way, some do it another way, but also not knowing who we were uh, originally, where, where was our genetic footprint uh, developed at? And so um, I would say 
we are not monolithic in a sense that we all believe the same things. We all do the same things. We were brought from different tribes in different areas, and we did things differently. And then we were put in different, we were at, lived and grew up in different states that had different ways of being. And then <laughs> we are on a Western continent of people who are not black. So we were, you know, the minorities. And so anyway, we had ways of doing things, but black people... Um, have always been people of community. We've always been people who like to sit at the table with our friends, our family, eat and drink and tell stories and laugh, play music and dance and and do all those things. And, um, you know, sometimes you don't have to have someone sit you down and teach you some things for you to know some things. Um, Many times, and I was the baby of the family, many times I saw things. And so with what I saw, I either did or I did not do. And um, so, as I say, my mother uh, was very communal. Um, we, If we got our hair uh, done, it was at Miss Lillian's beauty shop, you know, <laughs> or my sister would do my hair or my mother would press my hair. Yes, that's traumatic already. That's a whole nother story. But um, it's what we did. You got your hair pressed on Saturday for Sunday going to uh, church. Um, you was going to sit there and be still. You wasn't going to be, you know, you weren't going to go back outside playing after you got your hair done. Um, you know, some of those things were just culture. We always wore something on our head that Saturday night so it wouldn't mess up for Sunday because nobody ain't got time to be combing a whole bunch of hair on Sunday morning. You got to go on and get to church. Um, and even though my mother was, because she had to work, was not, um, I won't say she wasn't religious. She wasn't able to attend church. She made sure we had the opportunity to attend church, um, which were predominantly black. I cannot um, remember growing up and going to a predominantly white church or a church I don't even remember white people being in my church, any church that I went to. Um, my churches were in the black community. Even if I lived in a community that was not uh, predominantly black, all of our churches were in the, that community. And so we, uh, that's where all my friends were. Even if we lived in different neighborhoods, we went to uh, St. John's. We went to New Hope. We went to Jenkins Chapel. We went to those predominantly black churches. And so um, that's where we congregated at. That's where we, you know, our friends were at and um, it's just doing a lot together. Um, I remember growing up in, we didn't live on uh, on the north side. It, uh, in, in our town of Amarillo, it's called North Heights. And that's where the black folks live. Um, and so that's where our, our park where we gathered at and had Juneteenth, where we gathered at and had Black History uh, events. Um, that's where Carver uh, School was that some of our parents and uh, uncles and grandparents went to. Um, and so all of our, all of our events were uh, in that one area. Um, and so anyway, um, we grew up together always communal, always communal. And so I, when I look back over my life and I think about, 
you know, when you think about um, biblical characters, they were in in families. There were things that you did well, and um, like it's almost like the caste system in a sense where. If your family was shepherds, you know, everybody was a shepherd or something to that extent, right? If you there was a king in the family, there was a succession of kings and queens in that family or whatever have you. In my family, um, we are caregivers and in so many different ways, whether we worked at a hospital, uh, nurses, social workers, uh, people who just were kind and gave... If you sometimes you're that uh, family member who everybody comes to your house and trust me, even though we had that many people at our house, there was always food for other people to come to our house. My mother would never turn away someone who was hungry or, you know, any of my friends who came over and I'm eating something I'm I'm going to share with whoever was there. And so, um, you know, when you talk about um fairness and equalness like that those are some of the things that I noticed in my family um justice and um the struggle was real I mean my mother worked multiple jobs but the struggle was real and we learned how to hustle um and in that hustling you learn how to make a living out of that and so um in the black community though we struggled together you know what I mean um, and that's just what we did. You went to the meat market. You went to a certain uh, place to get your, your hair done. We weren't doing nails back then. <laughs> you know, there was no nail shops um, that I uh, was able to go to or afford. Uh, and I definitely didn't know any of my neighborhood. Um, and those things were like insignificant at the time. Um, I remember my mother uh, would send me to my great grandmother's house in the summer Um and my great-grandmother had a pecan tree, um, and she taught me how to churn butter. Child, all against my will. <laughs> but my great-grandmother was not, she was not mean-spirited. One of the sweetest women I've ever known in my life. And she had this, um, she had these two braids that she wore, um, and they were they were like shoulder length braids. You see all of this gray hair, and she was just beautiful inside and out. And uh, my one of her daughters lived with her, my great aunt Mickey, and um, and she was a hair um, a hairstylist. So she was the hairstylist in the town that we were all born in in Childress, Texas. And so um, anytime I would go down there, of course, my cousins would go down there to visit their grandmother and other relatives, and we'd be running the dirt streets. That's what we did. And uh, we went to church, and whatever was going on, that's what we did. And then you go back home when it's time for school, or, you know, you just go back home in time enough to hang out with your friends a little more during the summer. It just depends on the time. Um, we had those um, and, and and this is where the village comes in. Um, that was a relief for my mother. That was a relief for my mother because I not only did I get to hang out with my great grandmother and my great aunt, but my mother could go to work and not worry about me. Um, there was just time she could just, you know, not have to worry about me. Again, I was the baby girl. I was the baby. And so... Um, 
the village again, you know, um, we would um, go to Oklahoma where my mother's sisters were and my, my first cousins and they would come to us. You know, we would split summers and do things like that. And I thought that was really cool when I think about it. Like we had a great time and families were interwoven like um, like I don't know how much so uh, uh, families are like that nowadays in America, but um our families are our families, and we we were always together. But also, we had that type of family that friends were family, and we didn't know any strangers. So all of our friends were my mother's children, <laughs> you know, um, and vice versa. We could go over to our friends' houses, and their parents could tell us what to do, and it was no big deal. We all knew that we could all get chastised by one another's families, Um uh, elders and different things if they saw us out doing things we weren't supposed to be doing. And so black people have always been communal, always. Um, and so it's always been a joy to be around um, my people. Um, you know, good, bad, and different people are whoever they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you can choose to hang out with them or not. But family, you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> you just got to be in there. Right. But my mother taught me the kindness to be kind to people. She taught me service, how to, um, you know, serve, whether it's in my community or my people. I, I remember being in the military and we were we became family in the military. You become family. Um, you know, your children, they go out to college or wherever. we find each other. We find each other and we get together and we struggle together or we get together and we help one another. Um, in the military, I was part, after I got out of the military, I was a, a mom, um, you know, a, a single mom. I was a mom staying at home and I would babysit other, other people's children. Um, and most people's children were black or brown children, you know. And um, we, you know, struggled together growing up in a, um, after being an adult and being married. I remember being in church and we would, we were community. We would eat together. We would babysit. Our children grew up together. Like we are, and we're still that tight community. If one of my friends called me and say, hey, I need this, I'm out. And my husband used to laugh about, at me, but I was like, that's in me. It's in me not to leave somebody struggling alone when there's a community of us that can help one another. And so that's what we do. And I still have those friends from the church. I still have those uh, friends from growing up that we we just support one another. We help one another. Um, but that's what uh, my mother taught me is that I'm never alone. I'm never in this thing by myself. There's always somebody there with me. Um, and always pray, always pray about, uh, certain things. Don't get, you know, so high and mighty. You can't pray. You can't ask for some help. You can't, um, help somebody who need help, you know? Um, and so my, my mother, she worked hard, you guys, she worked hard and every one of her children work hard. Everybody who grew up in that house with us works hard hard. Um, and we all knew that's, that's what we had to do. And so my mother gave me a sense of, um, 
hard work, discipline, um, definitely discipline coupled with the military. Um, and that fit me perfectly. Um, and I remember being a part of a, a community center, um, growing up, I was part of the NAACP for young folks growing up and I was, we used to do plays in the, in the, at the community center. We learned different things about our history and things like that. My mama had me in there. Child, somebody was going to watch over me. <laughs> somebody was going to watch over me. And so I appreciate those things even more so as, an, as a, I am an adult. And I talk to my children about history and about how we grew up and different things like that. I withhold nothing from them, you know, about... Uh, how I grew up and the things that I went through, the struggles or the uh, um, the joys of friendship and family and things like that, um, because I think it's important. It's important to um, tell our children how we made it over, <laughs> as the song go, how we made it through some things, you know, and I will always be grateful for my community, always be grateful. We may have fought together fought one another, but we always fought together, always fought together. We knew who our uh, community leaders were. Uh, we were in parades, you know, um, we just, we were, t there was a togetherness. And I don't think black people have left that, but I think um, there is a coming back together that's going on within the black community, meaning, and, and what I mean by coming together, uh, a lot of us have gone out and um, become acculturated into the white culture and different things like that. But we're coming back to our history and things we enjoy and things we like and introducing those things to our family. And, and hopefully people who are uh, mixed race are doing that as well, because uh, children need to know their whole culture. They don't need to know just a little bit. But um, you know, my mother is the one in her family who was like the storyteller. She she had all the, the gatekeepers, so to speak. She had all the history. Um, she knew everybody, you know. And I remember um, when my father passed, I remember years after that going to visit my grandmother on my father's side in Arkansas and meeting all my cousins in Arkansas. And um that's a whole nother family, you know, and um, it's it's good when you know both sides of your family, when you know the culture and the history of your family. I remember going to, um, and, and this is the beauty of, and I wanted to just to go back, the beauty of my mother um, still being a part of my, my, my father's family, um, even after he passed, they kept her in there like they was, you know, like she was still there. She, this is my sister. So we would always go there. And um, my mother was always mentioned in whatever was going on. And I remember um, years ago, we went for Thanksgiving and we, we had our Thanksgiving at a school because, you know, you got to have something to hold all y'all. And um, they gave us our history, you know, gave us a whole history lesson on my dad's side. And I thought that was awesome. So my my family from my dad's side to my mom's side is all about a service. We all are about service. That's our spirit. That's what we do. It's 
it's our gift and our talents is and 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 in so in in that service like there are artists and um you know different people that do you know p- political i have a, a a first cousin who's a mayor in in the town that uh, my dad grew up in and so uh we do that you know we <laughs> me and my my sisters and my nieces like and my daughter were social workers you know and it's the same thing my mother taught us you know we learn to serve people you know and um so that's our family history and everybody has a history of of being of some service because that's that's how we lived that's how we had to live you know in order to survive so Everybody in the black community has a story to tell. And, you know, as much as we, you know, we are, you know, celebrate those Martins and those Malcolms and Rosa and different people um, that have gone on, our ancestors, um, there are people who are still living. My mother's 75 years old. And I talk to her as much as I can, and we laugh and giggle, and she'll tell me some stories, and I'll ask her some more questions, and um, it's enjoyable, you know. I remember back in the day when they wanted to sit and tell you something, you'd be like, but I just want to go outside. But you learned anyway. You learned when um, your auntie came to your house and your cousins came for the holidays and they sat around and we, uh, you know, played music and um, they we danced and have a talent show and do all this stuff just among the family, you know. But we never uh, let left anybody out. We never left anybody. I remember we had a family reunion called... Um, the the McLean's family and friends because that's who we were, you know, and we were the McLean's, the Jacksons, the Wrights. We were all one big family because that's all my mom's sisters and brothers. We, you know, it's different d- different names, but we were all family, and we still do the same things. We still help people. We still love it, you know, um, and. It's what we do, you know, but this is our legacy. This is what we do, and every family has that. Every black family has that community uh, way of being, you know. Black people don't operate outside of community. We, I know we try to sometimes, but you just don't. You can't do things by yourself, and, and why would you? Why would you want to, you know? Uh, we celebrate one another. Um, it's just a joy. Um, and, and, you know, like now people are going to Africa in the droves, you know, people are living there. And the first thing they say is, the people are so nice. They welcomed us back. I watched a video where my friends have gone over there and they are interviewing this young African guy. And um, he loves that they're there. And um, she's asking him questions about how people feel about us. And he says, you people are the, um, basically the ancestors. Like we're the, um, oh, I can't think of the name he used, but uh, original, you know, Africans just like they are, you know. It's where we came from. Just because we moved somewhere doesn't change our who we are, you know. Um, it's where our roots are. And you can't get away from your roots, you know. You never can. And there's always somebody in your family 
who is that root. My mother is our root, you know. She's my root from her side and my dad's side, that root, you know. Um, And so we learn so many things from um, listening and sitting up under the tree of our elders and um, and, and letting them tell the stories of our ancestors and how... Um, we came to be here in America and, you know, how uh, they met one another and lived one. My my mother and father met through sharecropping, you know, and so uh, it's a, it's a, it's a hard fought story, but I'm going to tell you something out of that story has brought forth people of justice and service. That's what we do. That's what we do. And so, you know, when my friends say, uh, you'll just say anything, it's not that I'll just say anything. It's that I think that we have to do right by one another. I think that if someone uh, does something to you, um, you ought to tell them, (laughs) you know, you ought to speak up about that. Uh, There's nothing wrong with speaking your truth or speaking what is true and teaching people how to treat you, um, no matter where they're from, whether they are black, white, um, whoever. And so I've always done that. I've always been a person who spoke up uh, not only for myself, but my friends. And I always thought, you know, if something wasn't fair, I was supposed to say something. And that's what my mom taught me. And so I know that um, many of you have um, those type of stories. And listen, hold on to those. You have children. Pass those things down, those stories down. If you don't have children, trust me, You there. if you're an auntie, if you're an uncle, a cousin with no kids, whoever, still t- pass those gems down. It's our history. It's your history. Pass those things down. You don't have to have children to pass down uh, information that could be helpful to them. We People need to know who they are, and you may have that piece of information that will help them. And so I wanted to start my um, Black History off by telling how my mother impacted my life uh, and, and her mother and, and, and my mother's father and his mother and my great aunts and my aunts and my cousins and my even now, you know, I've been married 32 years, my husband's side of the family. You'll be hearing from uh, the stories from that side as well. Um, But we've always supported one another. And I challenge you all to continue to support one another, continue to be there for one another, you know, um, because it does take a village. It takes a village. That's not just something to say. It is the absolute truth. And so if no one knows that, African black people know that it takes a village. All right, y'all. I just wanted to give you a little bit of black history. If you feel like sharing your history, hit me up. If you feel like telling me what Black History Month means to you, whether it does or it does not, and why and why not. Um, If you want to tell me how your 
uh, elders, your ancestors impacted, uh, impacted, imparted into your life and how that made you who you are. Listen, this is the place to do it. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook through Messenger. You can, um, uh, if you have my number, you can call me. You can come through the Anchor app if you want to uh, subscribe and just have a conversation or just tell your story. I am here for you. We need to tell those stories. Um, you just can't hide them. Listen, social media is here for a reason. You're, you're recording your legacy. So why not do it with me? Huh? All right. Well, as I always say, don't y'all go around hurting nobody, not even yourself. This is Miss Ruff signing out for The Rough Life.